Hi, Ronnie. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. It's glad to have you on the show at last. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We have Asaku with us, too. He's uh, he's a friend of mine uh, from south of the border. Oh, how's it going? Uh-huh. And, yeah, hi. Uh, Asaku's mm-hmm. a fantastic artist, and uh, I just showed him this uh, artist I found on DeviantArt that I think is pretty good. Uh, are you looking at it, Asaku? Yeah, yeah. You're right. He's pretty good. And this misconception I have, whenever I see art like this, I always think it's from South America because that's where most artists that draw like this are from anymore, you know? Like Ed <laughs> Benes. And... Oh, cool. So what sort of brought you to us, Ronnie? Uh, well, actually, uh, it was Kitty Hawk. I'm uh, one of her uh, re- uh, readers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, every now and then I, I poke my head in to see uh, what's going on with the uh, – the webcomic and SGVY, and uh, I, I don't ever really read the stuff that she puts, but uh, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check out, see what she's got going on, and uh, I noticed that she uh, was on a talk show. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, I've never heard her before, so I got to actually hear her talk with you guys, and then from there, I just followed up from there. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Really exciting. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Our Muppet special just went up just now. Yeah, I mean, quite a while to kind of whittle that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still pretty skeptical. I don't, I don't know much about the current movie that's coming up. And, you know, I the last Muppet movie I saw was probably like... In Space? No, I don't even think that. Maybe... I think it was the pirate one, the one that dealt with Treasure Island or something. Up in Treasure Island. Yeah. I think it was the last one I saw, and then I think I stopped after that. Oh, you tapped out? Yeah. I I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, but, I don't know. Well, wow. about the Muppet, yeah. Muppet movies, um, they're, they're, they're great, but it's not something that you could uh, watch them, all, all of them in one sitting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I tried that because of the upcoming movie. I tried to see all the old ones, but I just got to, uh, through the first one and said, yeah, it's, it's funny, it's great, but uh, w- once they get to the parodies, I, I say, that's that's enough. Oh, uh, Neil, did you look at the artist I linked? Yes, I did. What did you think? He's pretty good. I've actually seen him before. Damn it. See, every time I find a good pinup artist, Neil's like, oh, I already got him. It's like, oh, I already watch him. Which artist is this? Uh, Squirrel Shaver on DeviantArt. It's a... Squirrel Shaver. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Really good art. It, it has an Ed Benes quality to it, I think. That's why I was surprised that he lives in Arizona. Because the really good pinup artists are mostly in South America now, you know? Hmm. Yep, so it was the Sexy Girls episode that brought you to us, huh? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to come back. That's a good one to come into. That's that's definitely a good one. Okay. Of the commentary. I, I think my mentality is sort of like Neil when it comes to like preferences and how girls look. So the whole One Piece thing is definitely a plus for me. Like The that. Unitard. Oh, yes, dude. Come on now. Those legs. Those legs. 
The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Okay, we about ready to start this show? Just about. All right. Uh, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, this is our special one-year anniversary spectacular. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. The Ranger isn't going to like it. And we also have with us Asaku. Hi. And uh, commenter Ronnie Harris joins us. Hey, how's it going? All right. Uh, basically, this is just going to be us looking at the past year in reflection, talk about some memories we have, uh, talk a little bit about the behind the scenes, some episodes that uh, were lost, sadly, stuff like that. So, Ronnie, as a listener, uh, favorite episode? Favorite episode? Uh, let's see. Anything that deals with the Transformers in general was I mean, when you guys finally came out with that one, that that made my day. Just talking about that just made me smile. <laughs> yeah, it's... I was like reserving my. Uh, I was like, oh, I know they're going to bring it up. They they're going to have to by the end of this year. They, I just know it. <laughs> it's it's really funny. It's when this show started. I I originally had a different co-host. It was it was Don. Don was the co-host and. You know, Don was a little rough around the edges, but I love Don. Don, you know, we brought Don back just for the Muppet Spectacular, in fact. Hmm. It, Don's a host that's like, it, 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 it's like he needs some time to warm up, but once he finally warms up, he starts shooting out gold like Voodoo Shark. See, no, that's completely out of context. Ronnie has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, no, that's, no. Uh, well, like like Hulk went to hunt yeah. Eddie. <laughs> okay. From the Hulk episode, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I started this episode, you know, the start this whole podcast going after the Marvel 90s Marvel animation era because it just sickened me seeing all these people like propping the 90s Marvel era onto its onto this pedestal of oh, isn't this so great? Isn't this beautiful and spectacular and like a masterpiece written by the pen of Shakespeare and I'm like this is shit. <laughs> so good. I mean there, there, there's actually lots of reviewers like IGN puts that stuff on the top of their lists, and oh, don't mention IGN. And there's yeah. another certain internet critic that like, like sucked Fox's X Men's cock for 15 minutes. <laughs> and that's Neil... not a nice. <laughs> well, well, it's well. Have you watched? The, yeah, the, yeah. The I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but still, um. I, I I don't know. I'm guess I'm guessing their perspective perspective is skewed because uh, uh, they got to see them as a kid, and that's why they put it on a pedestal because they relate that to their own childhood. But, but still, they yeah. have to watch it again to review it now. I mean, there, there's no adult, and you see it's. I know, really but bad. that's the thing. They review it again when they watch it now, and they still heap those same praises on there. It's 
it's there's there's no honesty in those kind of reviews. There's no okay, the animation didn't age everywhere. No, it, it, there's no honesty in those kind of reviews, and that sickens me. I mean, uh, Neil, if if you can give your opinion on that, well, you know, I uh, going back to the Transformers here. I do have a lot of nostalgia for the Transformers, but I, I think I'm honest about it. It's kind of a mess of a story, or not really even a story. It's just this continuity nightmare that they made <laughs> back in the 80s. What continuity? <laughs> Yeah, there is none. Yeah, but, Autobots waging their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. That's all you need to know. The, the song yeah. tells you. And where did the Constructicons <laughs> come from? Oh, oh, that's a vortex all by itself. Yeah, it's no, it's <laughs> but like I said, it's uh, Neil actually told had had his own opinion of this reviewer and this guy's review on our Facebook page, and it's glorious. Yeah, I noticed when Neil wants to say something, man, he'll he'll let it out. Like he's he's like uh, what was it, speak softly and carry a big stick kind of commentator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but I just love the image that Neil Neil did with that with the image where he he cut up, he crossed out the bad in that. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, it looks that it looks like that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's not that's what Beast is not running on the walls and. It's it's just so sad. I I, I try to be open minded with these series, but and I always say that an A plus story can carry C minus animation. But mm. you know, watching watching the the old uh, Marvel cartoons, and all of them had C minus stories and C minus animation. It's kind of sad, really. It it's it's like they weren't really taking it seriously. It was like going through the motions to like just keep the properties alive or something like that. And and it really didn't help. Uh, the Acom animation didn't help, and the writers they had were not really that good. I mean, there was practically no one left that was from the Sunbow era at all. When I think of those old 90s TV shows, like, uh, I guess, Spider-Man and the X-Men, I think mostly it involves me remembering the best points of those TV shows and, like, overlooking – I tend to overlook the other – things that made it crappy i suppose so maybe that's why people praise it so much because they don't really remember the rest of it but like i said there's people who review this and while they're showing videos of them reviewing it they 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 just oh isn't this great oh my god (laughs) (laughs) all about all that no it's 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 sort of like when we had uh, we did the x-men side by side with mike blanchard and Oh yeah, yeah, Mike said. Mike, Mike was talking about how the the crappy animation, Acom animation, was just a style. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, that's one explanation for it, isn't it? Neil, say say your famous retort to that. Oh, shit is not a style. Yep. Yeah, but that was that was really under my breath, and I was I was really throwing in the uh, the, the low balls in that in that episode. <laughs> And that's what I love about Neil as the co-host because Neil is Neil knows when to speak and when he does speak, everyone listens. And I'm like EF Hutton. Yeah, that's what makes this partnership work so well. Is is that partnership of uh, you know Neil's Neil and Ben's Ben and and pigs is pigs. <laughs> the dynamic duo. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, speaking of, that was another one uh, that I really liked when you guys were doing a review on the uh, Batman animated series. Yes, that that was a series made with love, and the review was equally made with love. Yeah, a lot of respect to that. 
I mean, I can wa- I, I can actually watch that show now and still like catch things that I never caught when I was a kid. Well, that's the difference between that's uh, that was one of the biggest points I was trying to make was Marvel didn't give a damn and Bruce Tim gave a damn. And really, that that's that's what makes those two series so dynamically opposed. It's uh because you you have one that's uh, basically someone just trying to keep the property alive and shoveling those old stories from the from the comics again, and you have the other where the guy is basically reinventing the entire franchise to the point where the fran the, where the to the point where the the print was following him, and that that's what's so beautiful about it. It's you know Batman was relevant in more than just a movie franchise again. Yeah, revision done right, you know. Versus Alfred with a shotgun. Uh, hmm. Well, really, DC and Warner hit the jackpot with Bruce Team. Well, Bruce Team, I can imagine what the uh, DC animation would be today. Um, without uh, all the effort they put into the Batman animated series to make it, I think they, what they call it, um, um, a primetime an, an animation show, something that not only kids would watch, but actual a- adults could uh, enjoy it with their kids, or could, just could, anyone could enjoy the story, no matter how old you are. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you know, back to the the beginning of the show, back to the beginning of the show when the show was just. Me and Don uh, uh, and occasionally Jesse before right before Neil joined on. It was uh we were going through the Marvel age. Neil quickly joined on because Neil made some comments that I really loved about how about Mar- the Marvel age and I'm like, Okay, Neil, you're on the show. <laughs> and I think what you did is you asked me what I thought of X Men and I'm like, That show sucks. <laughs> I'm like, You're on the show <laughs> <laughs> And So that's kind of a prerequisite. You have to hate X Men. And Beverly assaulted? Not really. I, 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 the preference is you have to be honest. Mm. Because if you're honest, if you're honest, then it's okay. If if you're dishonest, like, like, defaulting to nostalgia over everything in the face of everything. In mm. in, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like it's a dishonesty that I I have a problem with when people. Default to the '87 Turtles with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. Where where they won't even give a newer series a chance because oh it's not like '87. Uh, that kind of pisses me off. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Just the whole concept that something new, so to speak, like let's say the 2003 Ninja Turtles, and they compare it to the '87. That just doesn't seem fair. Same goes for the Thundercat series. Like, why would you say that something that you've seen a couple years ago is going to be better than something that might be more for the generation of this, you know, of this uh, decade? Well, to me, to to me, it's uh, I I really enjoy it. It's not even a a matter of new versus old, because with Batman, T.A.S. beats every new Batman series after it, hands down. Hmm, Yeah. And uh, with with other series, it just depends on what the series is and how much effort went into it. With with you know, looking at the the Spider Man series, I actually hate both of them. 
Oh. Well, like I said, it just so depends it... on what goes into it. I, I don't default to nostalgia. I don't default to new. I, I default to quality. <laughs> like people Judging should. shows on their own merits. Judging the shows on their own merits. Exactly. And, and I think that that's what makes the approach that both me and Neil take so wonderful because you, you rarely see reviewers <laughs> approach things on their own merits. And that's not to say Neil and I don't feel nostalgia. We both feel nostalgia, but it, it, if something is absolute crap, but we like it anyways, that's exactly what we say. We say, oh, it's crap, but, but I like it anyways. What's Guilty a good pleasure. example of that? Okay, well, what's a good example of that? It's, uh, Neil, good, you give an example, I think. Good guilty pleasure, huh? Neil? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking uh, possibly G.I. Joe. G.I. <laughs> Joe? Yeah. Well, wait. Oh, the first one. Because uh, it, oh. it's just really silly. The uh, Viper tried... is coming. Yeah, exactly. I... I tried watching it when it came on the hub, and... <laughs> I think I made it through about mm, 15 episodes, and I just went, no, no. <laughs> well, you know what happens? The Cobra of the Heart makes Duke hallucinate renegades. Oh, God. <laughs> that was actually very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think that, that, that should be canon. Well, it's in my canon, at least. I, I agree with that. I, I think that that is the best way that's done. And <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's... Uh, like I said, it's many times before, this was originally just a YouTube show where I was going to put in clips and stuff, but then I decided podcast was much better because we do go over the 15, 20-minute mark. That's back, that's back when YouTube had a time limit. They don't anymore, but but I think that it works better this way. This is something you could put on put on your, uh, your Android phone and listen to while you're jogging. Yeah, I... Uh hook up my iPhone to my uh, truck whenever I'm doing long drives and just listen to you well, guys talk. Well, you now have to get an Android phone. Oh, I do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got like the old 3G one, so I well, didn't update it. Great time to upgrade to the uh, to the Galaxy Nexus. Here we go. Oh, really? <laughs> I've heard what you've been saying about the whole uh, was it the USB compatibility with it or something like that. What? You were saying like there you you could hook up it to anything you wanted like any device. Oh, that was that was my that was that was the my transformer tablet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm a bit of a techie. I'm a little bit more of a techie than than uh, Neil is, uh, but but that's because I'm a, I'm a big Android advocate and I can tell. <laughs> and you know this this show really is one of my one of the things I love doing every week because it's just me hanging out with some people that, you know, sometimes we argue, sometimes we, we all gush on the same thing. Sometimes we don't. It, it's, it's just this great little nerd culture thing that I think is just so wonderful. And let's see. Uh, uh, Asaka, you listen to many episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, any favorite episodes on your end? Mm, my end. Yeah, any favorite episodes? Uh, I would have to say that my favorite episode uh, is the Clone Wars episode. It was just amazed. It was my first um, exposure to the show. It was amazing how many tangents you could fly in a topic. (laughs) Just how much uh, people could know. 
yeah. oh, the 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 uh, digression. It's great. It's, it's great to get all all these um, you know geeks nerds to, uh, together and do what they do best. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a great episode because we did battle with uh, Mike Blanchard in that one too, and he was coming to defend the homestead on that one. And Neil. Neil was like, before the show started, Neil was like, Ben, you have to be nice to Blanchard, you have to be nice, you have to be nice, and then all of a sudden Neil says, did somebody shit in your ears? (laughs) (laughs) Neil was like, whoa, Neil, you told me to be nice. (laughs) Well, that was just one little snipe. You you tend to, like, dig into people and just keep going and going. I'm like, oh, stop. (laughs) Clobbering time. (laughs) Come on, you know you enjoyed listening to me go 12 rounds with Blanchard on Evolution. Oh, I do. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so like I said, it, it was just a great progression. Each episode, we sort of got a little bit better, a little bit tighter on the format. And Favorite guests. Let's talk about some of our favorite guests. Uh, Neil, who's your favorite guest so, that we had so far? Hmm. Wow. You're, gonna have, you're asking me to nail to uh, narrow that down mm. about our favorite guest kitty hawk well we can start with kitty hawk <laughs> yeah yeah she's what i love is that she's she's it, one of the guys yeah she's one of the guys you know you you bring up something like really dirty and perverted she'll, be like, she'll say something like whoa you got to tell me about that <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> it's, like, it's like i almost feel guilty and then she says something that's way dirtier than anything i'd ever say and it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and then like, there's Sanko. Oh, Sanko's gold. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ronnie? Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. is like, that's that's what made Kitty Hawk even more awesome. Just to hear, like, what kind of person she was. She's She's got that energy that just, that just you know, you just get along with. It's awesome. Love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, but anyway, Sanko. Yeah. I, I picked him up because there was this website called DVD Pod Blast, and they used to do... Uh, or they still do. They uh, commentaries, right? Yeah, they do. They, yeah, they do DVD commentaries. You download the file and you sync it up to your DVD, and they are hysterical. It's like riff tracks, and, but better. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's riff tracks, and it's free and better. Yeah, and better because they're unscripted. And some of these guys, actually, well, all of them work in Hollywood, but some of them you may have actually seen them on TV, like uh, Matt Sanko started guy. Power Rangers. Yeah, he started in Power Rangers. The big guy, uh, Darren, has actually been in a bunch of commercials he was the uh in the ihop commercial where he was the guy in leader hose strusel that was him <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and uh yeah senko i just picked him out of the bunch because he always made me laugh he's like this little guy who who doesn't speak as much as the other ones but he'll like he'll sneak in and like really let one rip and <laughs> he always he always just cracks me up so i had to get him and then the film pigs who are very similar to uh, DVD Podplast. They do the same thing, and they're hysterical, too. We had two of the three of them. Uh, yeah, the third one couldn't make the show because he's a producer on Weeds, and uh, I guess he was very busy. Hmm. Yeah. He was in the Weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just looking back at the list of old episodes, and it just amazes me. If, uh, you know, it reminds me of the lost, the first Lost episode. Oh, jeez. Oh. That would be uh, one of the Marvel ones. That was, that was that was actually Avengers United They Stand. Yeah. And <laughs> that... What part, happened? Um, my computer ate it. Yeah. 
yeah. my, my oh. computer ate it because uh, basically we all watched the episode, the first episode before the show aired and be- before we recorded the, the show. And this cartoon was terrible. It was it was poorly animated. It had it had like jump glitches in the animation. It was. It had a helicopter ejection seat in three frames. Yes. It was it was magical. It was revolutionary. It was it was shit. And it's such a shame that that episode didn't survive. Yeah, that was back when you were recording the episodes, and I got the I, I got all the files from you because you hadn't edited any of them, and I got to that one, and it said zero kilobytes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. and I was and I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, and but but we did we did eventually record uh, an Avengers episode, so. So no harm done, no t- no super harm done, but it it still went well because we went through the rest of the Marvel Age, and then we hit the then we hit some of the anime episodes. We we hit uh, the Blade Runner era, Neil's favorite era. Yeah, and we did Macross, Mac- which is one of, one of my favorite episodes, just because we had Macross. You know, I love that cartoon. And we had that we had uh, Tim. Tim Tim Groves, a, a friend of mine who had some great encyclopedic knowledge of Macross and Robotech, and Robotech just came out on DVD again. So, are you serious? I'm oh, serious. Again? So you, you oh. kids out there, you know, don't have it yet. Go buy it. Um, See, I, I was that guy. Who... And what I remember is we actually lost an episode around then. And that's when we, Neil and I, we watched the. Neil's a big fan of uh, Tetsuan Birdie. Oh, oh yeah. Birdie? Yeah, Birdie, Birdie the Mighty. Mighty. Birdie. Oh, yeah. Birdie the Mighty, yeah. And uh, the, I told Neil, hey, Neil, you know, there's a new there's a new anime series called Decode. And Neil's like, wait, what? And so I showed it to Neil, and Neil's like, Neil hated the intro because he thought the intros had, like, the, the dead eyes that most anime has now. And then he watched an actual episode, and he sort of softened his heart. Yeah. You could tell it's the same guy. Yeah, it's it's exact same uh, manga artist, manga caught, if you will. And really, what I love is is just <laughs> is just how out there this series is. And what Neil loves is, of course, Birdie herself. Yeah, the girl. Because she she's as Who Neil wouldn't? puts it as Neil puts it, the girl that grids really big and kicks ass and enjoys doing it. Yes. And, you know, this was around when we decided, okay, let's do a Sexy Girls episode, which is a kind of a cheat episode, but that's okay with us. And, yeah, that was a great episode, the Sexy Girls. It's, uh, that's actually how a lot of people know us, because, you know, we say, hey, you want to be on the show? And they say, oh, you're the Sexy Girls guys. Oh, are you oh, <laughs> God. Oh, that's what I came in, so. <laughs> and, yeah, it's uh, it's actually really funny that we're known that way, and. You know, we we actually had a lot of plans with some future guests and stuff. We we actually invited uh, Adam Warren once. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, he did respond. He was very gracious, but he said that uh, he doesn't really feel comfortable doing a podcast, so he had to decline. He doesn't That's think he come off, comes off well spoken, if I remember uh, correctly. Yeah, something like that. That's okay. But yeah, it's, but he did. He did also share with us that an official uh, dirty pair manga was coming weeks and weeks before anyone else broke that news. Oh yes, mm. which I have not seen yet. Ooh, bad on has you, it, Neil. Bad. Has yeah. it come out? I don't think it has come out yet. Yeah, but, I was going to say I don't remember hearing anything. That's but then we, cool. also, 
Then we also had our April 1st special. Yeah, the first episode with Sanko. I love that episode so much. And the funny thing is this. it's well, The way we were ragging on Power Rangers, you think most Power Rangers fans would hate it too. But no, that's not true. I, I talked to several Power Rangers fans, uh, Pablo Prino included, and they love this episode so much. I mean, the amount of knowledge that was in that episode was pretty good. I mean... It's coming out with all that stuff, explaining almost was it every series that came out up to this point. Every that was awesome. Every era. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> era. Era. Good. Well, the joke behind uh, eras thing. Did we ever explain the eras joke, Neil? I don't think we've ever officially explained it on the air, so let's just do that now. Okay, I'll let Neil explain it. Okay, this is actually how we got Mike Blanchard because Blanchard was listening to the to the show, and somebody said the. What was it, the Zordon era? That's what I said. And, I said the first era of Power Rangers is the Zordon era. Yeah, and he, he got kind of hot under the collar. He was like, actually, it's the, the MMPR era. Or no, he, he emailed me and said, you guys got, got your eras wrong. And I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe we you know got, got some shows mixed up. You know, we attributed something from one show <laughs> to a different show or something like that. Yeah, I actually emailed. I actually talked back to Neil, is Blanchard uh, butthurt about it? And Neil says, no, no, I think he, we actually missed something. And then Neil actually talked to Blanchard. And... Well, he, he came on, and he goes, he goes, yeah, well, just what I said before, he goes, it's the MMPR era, not the Zordon era. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> if you even want to be even more obscure, I guess I would for me, I'd just say like the Rita era or the Zed era or whatever. Just keep going from there. Yeah. <laughs> but but after that, Neil showed me this little list, the IGN top list. And I'm like I'm like, no, this list is wrong. Because this list is full of like all these art house choices and cartoons that really aren't that good, you know, like most of those Marvel series. So I decided to record the Flow 25. And that was, was the first one we had with Stephanie. Yeah. And that was our first epic length episode, which at that point I insisted on cutting in half. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, this, this goes into one of the dislikes I have with uh, modern animation is this distaste, this, this fear of animating vehicles. <laughs> Draw I mean, the damn I... car. I can understand to a point the, the need of, of CGI for cars just because, you know, they're really complicated to draw and sometimes, you know, take time. Just, yeah. Hey, The Look. Simpsons was drawing cars for 25 years, damn it. I know. I think that it, they were able to do it for so many years, no ill effect. It just looks cheap now. It, 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 it jumps out at you saying, hi, I'm a fake vehicle. <laughs> in this real, in this otherwise cartoon setting, I look totally not like anything else around me. But there is a way to do it right, as we've seen in the Iron Giant. There is a way to do it right, but that costs money, and Seth MacFarlane would rather use his money to buy some uh, cocaine to sniff off a hooker's back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, come on. You, you all know that's what he's doing. Mm. And yes, uh, we on Animation Aficionados hate Family Guy. Yeah, I, I I noticed. I could take it uh, every now and then, but over time, I'm like, ah, it, it kind of goes over that line, and I'm like, I I can't do it no more. Yeah. 
But every now and then I'll, I'll I'll watch one or two. Yeah, I think what it is is that it actually can be genuinely funny. It just it just fatigues you after a while. It well, part of know, it's it, the pompousness of the writing. Yeah, there's that. But it's just like the same style of humor again and again and again. And it's funny, but not really that funny. You think and, that's bad? Yeah, that's you a, think that's bad? That's South Park right there. I mean, that was the one of the episodes that that really uh, showed it the basics of what that show really was. The manatee joke. <laughs> yeah. Someone actually, someone actually on YouTube cut a Family Guy episode, cut out all those jokes out, and got something that was six minutes long. Oh wow. really? <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> but one time they actually did do a Family Guy without any cutaway gags, and it was brutal. It was really? it was the worst episode ever. It was the one there where Stewie and Brian were trapped in a in a bank vault, and and Stewie made Brian eat his shit. Yeah. Oh, and people were talking about this is the greatest episode ever. And we're like, wait, what? It, then, it, it, it literally you could you could show them the characters eating shit, and you'd actually have people talk about how this is great. It, it it's amazing. Didn't I, I make a comment at that time where I said that it was probably uh, Seth MacFarlane betting someone that he could do a cartoon where he's talking to himself, or he's talking to himself, and somebody eats shit. And he bet someone that he could still make money, and sure enough, that's what happened. <laughs> Damn, huh. it's it's sort of like it's sort of like how, uh, yeah, it's, it's how sort of that... like uh, L. Ron Hubbard betting uh, betting <laughs> Robert Highland I could probably make more money as a making a fake religion than uh, than writing science fiction. Oh, yes, that actually did happen. There, yeah, Robert Highland has talked about this bet, so. So people who think I'm being harsh know that that's a real historic event. And that's how we got Battlefield Earth. Use the Titans. Trust your feelings. <laughs> Hail Zenu! Anyways. <laughs> that brought us to the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars side-by-side. and Ooh, yeah. That was a good one. That... <laughs> It just really hurt because George Lucas did pull a dick move and really did literally take the Gendy series off the shelves like weeks before his CG movie aired to to be the trumpet sound of this new CG series. It, it's there, there's something just so wrong about it. And basically it got to the point where, you know, Blanchard admitted he he saw less than half of Clone Wars, and he wasn't willing to watch the rest of it. But he just still knew that it was inferior. You know, I, I think I heard him just this week on on uh, on this week in Geek saying that he hasn't really watched uh, a lot of the CGI Clone Wars. Then why was he saying heard, it was better, or that he hasn't he hasn't like uh, caught up to the most recent episodes or something like that? Is that not over yet? Like they're still going with the Clone Wars cartoon or the CG TV How many show? years after Revenge of the Shit came out did they, did they keep going? I don't know. I think it's up to four or five seasons. Oh, God damn it. Like, uh, I only kept up with that Clone Wars uh, show for maybe maybe 15 episodes. 
and I don't know. I I just hate the fact. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter anymore because I none of these characters are actually alive. So why should I care? Yeah. What I love is this was the first episode where I revealed something most horrifying to our guests. What? He's he's a big green buddy. Oh, Jackson. I do occasionally like to torture our guests, and Jackson is prime torture material. Oh yeah, how many guests have you have you? Jackson doesn't break minds though. Uh, what breaks minds is, and by the way, he's going to appear in the Clone Wars series. Oh my god, <laughs> Darth Maul <laughs> breaks minds. Oh yes. And yeah, Ronnie, it's uh, did you know about Darth Maul in the comics? Just from listening to the episodes, or did you know about that beforehand? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Uh, what did you think when you heard that? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess I didn't, I didn't really think much about it. Oh. That's a shame. It it broke people's minds. It broke JT's mind really bad. Oh, really? J- uh, JT's another favorite guest. Yeah. Uh, JT from Saskatoon from Authentic Geek. Basically, if you don't know the story, Darth Maul in the comics survived being cut in half at the end of uh, Phantom Premise. And... Uh, and basically, he got robotic legs and decided to hunt down Obi-Wan. And basically, throughout this whole comic series, he just missed him. Just missed him. And then finally tracked him down to Tatooine. And he's finally all prepped up and revved up. And he's going to kill Obi-Wan. And then Uncle Owen kills him with a rifle. Get off my lawn. <laughs> You're kidding, right? No. That's what happened. It, makes, it like, makes me think of, like, uh, you know, Frieza from Dragon Ball Z and how, like, he, you know, he got his half his body blown off. Planet blows up on him. They put them all back together, and the first thing that happens when he lands on Earth is gets chopped in half by trunks. Oh, you are absolutely <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, yeah. That it, was the point that I almost tapped out on Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, oh god, not more Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> no less Frieza after Trunks was done with him. Heck yeah. Well, I know. But I thought he was like coming back for another season. I'm like, oh shit! You know, I was like, please no, someone, someone's got to stop this now. <laughs> Tired of this old woman voice. Make it go <laughs> away. Make it stop. <laughs> but this leads into uh, one of our biggest guest names, Tiffany Grant. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, actually, I skipped. I skipped over some episodes. I forgot we did Sexy Girls Part Two with uh, Giselle Lagasse of uh, Eerie Cuties, a great comic series. And we also did a mini Archie's Aficionados episodes because it turns out we all love Archie. Everything's Archie. That was an episode made in editing because uh, it kind of blended into the episode. And then I just took all the Archie's parts out and made it into a single episode. Yeah, for people who don't know, we we have long pre and post shows with our guests, and we use that material for extra stuff all the time. Kudos <laughs> to anyone who can find the seams in that, because I don't even know where the edit points are anymore. Yeah, and and then we did the Neon Genesis Evangelion episode, and Neil is kind of sorry he wasn't paying more attention with that episode. Aren't you, Neil? Um, Ava. Ava, yeah. See, you know, I, I've listened to other podcasts where people like forget what happened in, on earlier episodes. I'm like, come on, dude, how can you forget? And now, and now that I do a podcast, I I totally know what that's like because I don't even remember that episode. 
Oh, we, we had Tim and Rob on there, and uh, basically you you were sort of out of it for a little bit because they were talking about how great something was, and then you were doing the other thing. You're like, no, 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 they're wrong, and you were you were eyeing me about that. I vaguely remember this. You see, you see <laughs> I was pulled away for nearly forty five minutes, and the panel conspired oh, against me. That's right. I I had to get up for some reason, and the show just kept going without me there, and. I was editing it, and they said something that I totally didn't agree with, and I forget what it was. <laughs> and then we had Tiffany, uh, we we had Stephanie O'Donnell back for uh, Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. They make dreams come true. That was a, another great episode because we talked about the uh, Scientology propaganda and many other things. <laughs> Barely. And one thing I discovered while watching these episodes is. Uh, Funimation is actually doing really good with uh, with YouTube by actually having on YouTube full episodes just ready to watch. Smart. Very smart. Extremely yeah. smart. It stops piracy because, you know, they give you the episode right there and and you you have to watch a thirty second ad, but that's a thirty yeah. second ad. I, 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 I don't mind that. And yeah, irresponsible yeah. Captain Tyler. I would have never seen this series if it wasn't for the YouTube and Funimation actually, you know, promoting the the new uh, the new medium of the internet. You know, well, that was right stuff. Right stuff. Pardon me. Well, yeah, Funimation does it too. I wonder, do they have Detective Conan on there? Oh my God, that would take up half of the room on YouTube. I don't even I don't even know if they're still doing the show anymore. I know that they were up to like a hundred episodes. It might be on there. Yeah. And. And then we did Venture Brothers, and that was great because we had Kitty Hawk and Matt Senko back. Oh my god! Oh yeah! And it was a show about failure, but the but the podcast episode was about win. Well, that's the interesting part. I I never actually caught like I didn't think about the whole idea of that show until you guys started talking about like failure and stuff like. That. I just watched it because it was awesome. So when you start, I didn't think out, like more about it as far as how deep it could get as far as. You know, failure and, you know, everybody, practically everybody in that TV show was a failure at something, right? Except what? Uh, Jonas twin Jr. Brother? Yeah. And what I love about just the whole idea of the Venture Brothers is I knew it was I knew it was when as soon as I saw the pilot, you know, the, the you know, the uh, the parallel tur- Turtle Bay or something like that. The Flash animated pilot. Because that proves to me that you could actually do good animation with Flash. I love. I just love that they have the Hanna Barbera style down. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. It was after the episode we interviewed Tiffany Grant, and gee, I remember because Rob used to talk to Tiffany Grant via via email for years, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll ask Rob. Rob says, I don't know if we could do that, and I said, okay, Neil, you get on it, and Neil. How how hard was it to to go through Tiffany's people and uh, arrange that? I sent her one email and she said yes. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. And we had Rob on that because I figured uh, I figured hey, Rob used to email her all the time, and then Rob dropped that bombshell near the end. Yeah, somebody brought up Lucy Morales. <laughs> I, I I just wanted to, like crawl in bed and die. She was a good sport about it, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I talked to uh, Brett Weaver about it, Brett Weaver says, "Oh yeah, she wouldn't mind that at all." So, okay. well, that's good. And <laughs> that was actually the episode where uh, where Rapture was going to happen. 
for people who don't oh, remember. Oh, that's right. The, the rapture. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, like, I remember, uh, I think on the news, one guy saying, yeah, I quit my job because I know it's, the world's going to end, so it doesn't really matter. It's like, <laughs> wow, that's going to suck for you when it doesn't. <laughs> See, what I'm, I'm just in awe of the people who would, uh, would, uh, up these uh these businesses where it's like we'll take care of your of your pets while you're raptured or you know if you're raptured but there's yeah. no, there's a there's a non-refundable deposit he 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 yeah yeah <laughs> oh my God. damn yeah that's that's some smart thinking there easy money well, very yeah. easy money they cleaned up they cleaned up big time I wonder how everybody's going to be thinking now when it comes to the calendar or whatever it is that ends. Well, number one, they don't understand the Mayan calendar. I mean, I actually read what the calendar is, and it's an epoch is ending, and a new epoch begins. The same thing happened around uh, 1200, so no, the world's not going to end. No. So, so there we go. And this is where we started the DC Animated Universe, uh, one of my favorite parts of this whole saga of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we started yeah. with Batman the Animated Series, and we had Tony Higgins, who's hilarious. <laughs> and Thomas Revore, Thomas Tom's like a big comic book geek, so he, he fit right in, I think. And he has a good radio voice, too. And... And? And, yeah, it's, uh, we, we kept on going through the series. We did Superman next... And then we we did Justice League. Justice League has a funny story because the first take of it, I had a power outage where I lived. Yeah, it wasn't the one where you were using your phone. At, oh at yeah, one point. and it sounded horrible. <laughs> it sounded and like I, you were talking sh- through a megaphone. Yeah, <laughs> I know what went wrong. I put it on speaker instead of just putting it on my ear. You know, just okay. so if that ever happens again, we can fix it. Okay. And after that. We did one of my favorite episodes, you know, Animation 101. Oh, yeah. We had Pablo on there, and this is an episode that caused a lot of strife because we had one YouTube commenter saying, they know nothing about animation, just listen to Animation 101. I'm like, "Uh, but Pablo teaches classes on animation. (laughs) You mean iTunes, right? Yeah. 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 That person who probably isn't listening now. Yeah. Because they gave this show a real shot. Yeah, that's uh that was a that was a great episode because we made so many jokes. And then we 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 basically if you couldn't tell, uh the Tech Talk episode, the episode special episode comics connoisseurs, and I think even Superman were all recorded on the same night. Oh man, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. The magic of editing, right Neil? Yeah, the magic of editing. There are like quite a few episodes like that where you know, I just take out the references to the to the previous episode or the next episode. It sounds like it was a unique recording. Like, uh, like that happened recently with the Green Lantern episode. That's actually part one of uh, a two part thing. Yeah, I, actually I, have a, I was like this close to listening to that one, but I haven't actually seen the Green Lantern movie, and I didn't want to get spoiled. So I like. Oh yeah, on. <laughs> it's worth seeing. I mean, I I I rented it on on. Uh, YouTube and it's definitely worth the ninety nine cent rental fee. So wait, wait. So now YouTube rents movies? Yes. Yeah. Really? Ninety nine uh, cents for one day. Wow. Wow. And yeah, it's uh you know, we went through we had Iron Giant with Ben Heckendorn 
another great geek geek guest. Yeah, we we actually have like a whole tech talk uh, uh, segment that we have not yet released with him. <laughs> and uh, as everyone knows, Ben Heck is the creator of Bill Paxton Pinball. <laughs> Which I I will play one of these days. And what's really funny is we were both Neil, Neil and I are really big in tech stuff. And Neil's like, "Hey Ben, I got Ben Hackendorn." And I'm like, "Yay!" And then and then we were talking to Blanchard, and we're like, "You won't believe who we got back in Ben Hackendorn." And uh, and uh, Blanchard's like, "Who the hell's Ben Heck?" See, I'm, I'm not I'm not a judgmental guy, <laughs> but when you host a website called the Geek Cast Radio Network, and you say, "Who the hell is Ben Heck?" Fired? <laughs> yeah, I just, I was just like, you're fired. <laughs> and also, this is this is when we got uh, Hal Hefner of Heavy Metal Magazine to do the Avengers side by side, which I think was a great episode because number one, the first take of this episode was also sadly lost in the ether because there's an Avengers curse. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. So we had to do it again, which we did, and I think the second take was much better. And this was actually the first episode where I, I laid claim to the term timitation. Well, yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Which I think is a great term for all these people that look at just the basics of what Bruce Tim is doing and try to copy just the basics without understanding the underlying principles and theories. So barrel chest and thin legs. Got it. <laughs> So, yeah, like, what was it, the Avengers, the latest one, the Mightiest Heroes, that kind of has that Tim well, there. Well, just like I said on that uh, episode, you have characters with completely different design theories behind them. I mean, you have uh, Wasp, looks like she was a Glenn Murakami character. You have uh, you have Thor, who looks like he belongs in the 2000 He-Man series. You got the... Uh, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. Hmm. And I've never seen animation before that doesn't you do any stretch and squish. It, it's such it's so cheap. The animation is so cheap. And the fans, I can't stand the fans because I say I watch five episodes. I can't stand this. And they say, oh no, that's not enough to give the show a shot. You have to watch like uh, you have to watch the whole season and then you'll like it. I'm like, wait, how many what? episodes are in a season? Like twelve. Yeah, so you've seen half of it. I'm well, like, <laughs> well, uh, I. I do like the Avengers series, but I won't like, you know, I'm not going to force anybody to watch it. I'm not like that. But uh, from what I've seen of it up to this point, I, I I think I've seen the whole season. It's pretty good. I don't know. I haven't seen any second season of any of that. But overall, I, I, it's all right. And this leads us to the X-Men side by side, which was <laughs> Epic. That was a bar fight right there. <laughs> and that's fine, bud. Yep, yep. Heard that a lot. <laughs> like, like 256 awesome moments out of out of how many episodes? Yeah. Like, was it Neil that put up something saying like, every time you hear that's fine, but take a shot or something like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the. <laughs> I, I think this this details the problem with not just Michael Blanchard, but everybody else who who defaults to nostalgia, who defaults to early memories without, you know, even being honest about what the quality of their watch what they're watching is. I mean, you have to be. I mean, this actually inspired me to write this massive rant where I'm like, Ooh. 
you know, nostalgia is a weapon. I mean, I, I, Ronnie, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually made some comments. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I was saying uh, that I agreed with uh, Blanchard in the uh, sense of nostalgia. Uh, uh, not really, not these. I guess nostalgia, but also that you know it's good old memories. And then uh, then you replied with, uh, "Yeah, that's about as useful as pillow fight or something like that." Like well, using pillow a pillow fight. to fight an armed man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I come up with weird analogies at times, but yeah. And I, I think I think that's the problem because they're. The, there's no honesty in just saying, well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm letting my nostalgia speak. And, and I decided to make this whole huge post about why we don't, you know, use nostalgia as a part of a grading material, you know, as a grading method for material, because, you know, I even, I even signed it. I'm not a nostalgia critic. Yeah. I think you got a, a go a while, uh, a while ago with, uh, trying to convince a lot of people about that because, uh, I think, uh, a large group uh, believes that nostalgia, and in their mind, is a powerful weapon, so to speak. Well, well, like I said, it's as easy as finding someone who's born five years later than you and showing them the same things and hearing them say, this is crap. That's the easiest way to defeat nostalgia. If you can de- defeat nostalgia by finding someone else in a different age group, then what does that tell you about the quality? Well, I think it might vary, too, because uh, I think I put something there saying, like, uh, my sister, she's uh, she's nine. And uh, she, for some reason or another, watches She-Ra, and uh, she doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. And then she'll just go ahead and watch whatever new cartoon show that's out there nowadays. Well, it's the legs, though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing about about some of that filmation stuff is that it's drawn really well, you know, yeah. even though you see the same cells over and over. Same run tracks. Yeah, the same... The same runs by the camera, and uh, after after the, after the, the nostalgic uh, battle, we had one of our best guests ever, Flint Dilly. Oh God, that that episode was great because you know that Flint Dilly was talking about some things that I never even knew, like you know, um, like uh, like the background of uh, how. They worked with the uh, G.I. Joe series and how, what was it, a chart of uh, the, of what they couldn't do, like with the physical contact or a knock on the door was a rating of a, a one. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, the violent scale. I <laughs> the love that. Set. I love that. That's, uh, but uh, this, this brings us to one of our first special episodes. This, uh, this was when Neil took all the extras from us uh, talking about, uh, yeah. No, actually, I'm wrong. The Apocrypha of the DCAU is not a special episode like that. This is basically where we went over the parts of the parts of or shows that aired around the same time as the DCAU shows that isn't part of that universe. We, we, oh, talked, yeah. we talked about Teen Titans, which sucks. We talked about the Static Shock, which we were actually amazingly kind to. <laughs> and the Zeta Project, which I'm sort of indifferent about. Man, that show was so obscure. I wouldn't even remember it if you guys didn't even talk about it. Like, I, I barely remember it being on. So, but like I said, the, I don't care for Teen Titans at all. And Neil, I, I think Neil's indifferent more than doesn't care. Yeah, I'm more indifferent. Except for the I hate you Teen Titans rant, which was glorious. Yeah, but that was about the movie because the movie is just... Shit? 
it's Glenn Murakami, you know, just doing every anime trope he can think of, as if Teen Titans didn't already have tons of anime tropes. It was basically Akira and uh, and uh, Lupin meets yeah Lupin. That's what I was trying to think of, and uh, a few other things. I know Godzilla was in there. <laughs> that that's kind of telling uh, the age of the. Uh... And the perception of animation that the people who did the Teen Titans movie have. Really, really old animation. Well, it wasn't even good animation when they did this. I mean, the thing is, Teen Titans never had really high production value. They never really got really good animation studios involved. They never had DR Movie. They never had... Oh, they might have had DR Movie for one episode, pardon me. They had them for the episode Switched. They they never had... They never had... uh, they never had TMS. They were basically entirely a Don Yang shop. And it was Don Yang doing like inferior work versus the work they did on TAS. So, yeah, Teen Titans was a Japanese wink animated by Koreans. So, there. I was mostly there for Carrie Payton. Uh, he's uh, a guy I knew when I was a kid, and I know his family pretty well. So, when he was voicing uh, Cyborg, I was all for that. But, uh, He's Overall. a good voice actor, but the character of Cyborg is a terrible character. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that whole Booyah thing was get, got old by episode <laughs> three. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. The Booyah base. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another gem by me. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Don't break, don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm double jointed. <laughs> but uh, we also got a great. Flash animator, internet oh. phenomenon, Harry Partridge on the show. Yeah. Woo. That was a great episode. I could definitely tell you guys had fun with that. And we, we have a whole uh, uh, outtake show with him that we haven't released yet. So. Oh, God. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We, we sort of left some of those outtakes in the show. Yeah. And we're sorry about that, people. <laughs> wow. It's because lots of people were lost about... Uh, for about ten minutes. Yeah, because of that one thing. It's uh, Ronnie. You looked it up too, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, "What the heck is this chew thing?" Uh, whatever you guys are ta- like, uh, what was it? Uh, Sonic chew? Oh God, no! <laughs> I was like, "What is this? What are they talking about?" <laughs> Harry introduced us. Damn it! Yeah. Wow. And it was it it's it's a lot worse than you think. It's you know whatever whatever you saw, it's worse than that. Oh really? Okay. Well, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's frightening, and you shouldn't start because you'll never stop. Yeah, I, I think I think I uh, just stopped myself when I. <laughs> but that was still phena- phenomenal because it's just. It, it it really is his fault, and I was expecting him to just say something like, oh, it's just a picture I saw or something, but no, it turns out he's, like, huge into it. <laughs> and that that's just in itself shocking. And it, there was a cameo in one of his videos just recently, right? Yes. Oh, God. And, well, we, and then we had Kitty Hawk back for the harem anime episode. Oh, yeah. Which was just another sexy girls episode in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love about that word, there were just all these different harem series I kept on naming, and he was like, oh, you got to tell me about that one. <laughs> and Kitty Hawk, last I checked, is still reading uh, Sekiri. What, the Sekirei, uh series? Yeah. 
with the uh, the guy kissing the girls, and they become, I guess, his. Yes. Yeah, I think they're coming out with a second season sometime next year. They already have a second s- season. It's it's called like uh, pure engagement. Huh. But <laughs> what I love was there was this one part where she was talking about the title of a series. I'm like, wait, is this the one where the boy has to suck breasts to get power? And he's like, you got to tell me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we. I named a lot of series that I was, you know, shocked that my two fellows here didn't know about. No. Change one, two, three, uh Camphor. Well you were also digging into the manga and I'm not I'm not a big manga reader. Manga. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know this this was this was when we were, we were really going on. We talked about the DCAU movies and uh, that's where the term flappy fronts came from. Fronts. With the cardboard uh, DVD cases. Yeah. Oh. Flappy fronts. And this is around when we decided to uh, do Hal ha- have Hal Hefner of Heavy Metal Magazine back to talk about heavy metal back side by side. Oh yeah, that was the that was that weird two in one episode where I was like, we have two episodes that are kind of short. I'll stitch them together, and then one of them turned out to not be so short. So that's that's like the weirdest episode. And yeah, we we had reboot with uh, Fezworks of the Webcast Beacon. That's right. That was the other one. And uh, we we advertise Fezwork every episode, and uh, we uh, we also talked about. And you know what the thing is? This I don't think I've been that I was really that unfair to reboot. You know? No, and we were we were pretty nice to it. You know, because it's really not that bad. It's just kind of it's a product of its time. And, uh, I wouldn't say experimental as much as prototype because experimental implies something other than what that was. You're saying like it didn't age very well. Yeah. Uh, it does not age well at all. I mean, I, I recently watched it still doesn't age well. Well, heavy metal, the original is great. So the, for the first time uh, a few months ago, that was pretty good. That's definitely a favorite of mine. And then we had the, uh, a special with localization with special guest Brett Weaver, who I met at a convention. I sat next to him at a table, so it was like, "Hey," I said, "Hey, Brett, it's uh, want to be on? You want to be on our podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, just just email me." I'm like, "Okay," and I emailed him, and it's like, "We're on." And yeah, well, that episode was funny because we were merciless to Sandy Fox. Well, that was that was great because I asked him, "Do you know Sandy Fox?" And he was like, "No." And I go, "Okay, well, she sucks." And <laughs> <laughs> Not in those words, but I was—I would just use that as the okay to make fun of her. Yeah, we will review revisit Carl Masick in the future episode because we because Carl Masick is such a huge figure in animation. He deserves it. Yeah, a and he, he kind of got left out of his own episode. I, I was listening back to it. And I was like, we didn't really talk about him. Yeah, so. it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. 
I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out. There's a web cartoonist named David Willis who has the webcomic Short Pact, which... I'm not really a fan of, and he made this really flawed argument about, you know, how, how, you know, pass through rates of, of people watching a cartoon easily, easily, uh, can, uh, translate into a similar number for people buying a comic book. I know it's the sales figures that most comic books are, and I knew that his argument was utter BS. So I got, I got Neil on and we recorded this very quick unedited episode where I call which I called David Willis was an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. And then after I tried to sleep on it, I couldn't, so I made a post and I admitted that I was really heated when I did that. And I basically still said that David Willis's argument was entirely wrong. Which it was because I have I have numbers that prove he was wrong and I actually argued with him on Twitter about it. It got to the point where I told him Look, David, the people who more people watched the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie than bought Green Lantern comic books in the last five years. Oh. And by the way, that movie still is number 11, losing the most money ever. Wow. Does that mean oh. that in the comics they have to make Green Lantern and Hal Jordan look and act like Ryan Reynolds? He never responded to that tweet. So I think that shows. The point. The point is, you you don't do that sort of direct translation because you you lose the plot. And a lot of this is that people put the canon in a pedestal. It has to be the way I am familiar with, or I won't like it. Yeah. And they have to reference everything, and they have to do it just the, the way I like it. But the thing is that there are way too many people who have been exposed to to all franchises. Well, it's sort, it's sort of like it's sort of like the TMNT argument, where people who it's the yeah. people who like '87 won't give anything else a chance because it's not goofy and wacky and as an incompetent shredder. I hate that. It's the exact same <laughs> argument. It's, Teen Titans has to be like the cartoon, or else no one will like it. You know, the T, TMNT has to be like '87, or it's or it'll it'll suck. It's it's no. It's there are other versions that are equally as valid, or in some cases more valid. You can't say my interpretation well, is better that, simply because that, it's my interpretation. That's true, but still, uh, do people really care? I mean, give that minute attention to things, or more, more like you, they just have to do keep pumping up things, and, be, and people will buy it uh, without distinguishing. It's just the my, a, my, the minority of fans that will rage about this in forums, and nobody at large will care. Part of the thing is they're doing it the entirely wrong way. I mean, you know, I'm not going to talk about comics too much, but comics are a big love of mine. The part of the problem is they didn't do a clean reboot of the universe. They kept bits and pieces of the old universe, and they won't say which bits until they get to them, and then they contradict themselves over and over again. They aren't doing it right, so how can we say what's right or wrong? Because they're keeping just enough because they're trying to please the old fans, but they're trying to change so much to where it's a new interpretation for new fans. And the problem with trying to please everybody is you please nobody. 
Like imagine oh. a rest, imagine a restaurant that had the same recipe for twenty there, years. There, there, there's another, uh, there's another corollary to that. You, uh, if you even if you don't please everybody, people. I mean, the way fans think, they keep making uh, their own personal canon and they deal with it. So but is it really that big of a deal? Well, let me put it this way. Let's say you have a restaurant that ran for 20 years, and they have, you know, when they first started out, they were big. They were huge. They were the big restaurant on the block. And as 20 years uh-huh. went by, they changed nothing, and uh, and by 20 years, they only have, like, five people that come in every day. And they like the soup just so. They like this just so. They like that just so. And But they're only getting these old people that come in for the early board, bird now. So, what does the restaurant do? Does the restaurant keep what's going on for just those old people, or do they totally reinvent their menu and try to bring in the twenty-something crowd? Of and the problem is, the problem is, the problem with DC is DC's trying to keep the early bird menu and to also bring in some new hip stuff at the same time. It doesn't work. Hmm. Well, I kind of feel so like that when to... it comes to uh, Nintendo. Uh, for me, mm. I'm an avid like. Nintendo fan, yeah, but at times, like now, it feels like the hardcore gamer isn't exactly getting the same attention as you know all the you know the party games, the family type games. So yeah, I can kind of feel this. Well, I remember how Neil put it. Neil put it that the uh, that the family and party games were like Rob for a new generation. It's <sighs> not the Wii into yeah. the room. Yeah, I I kind of think of it the other way around. Is that is that it was a way to get the console into the home, and then and then they could start putting <laughs> the uh, the cool games on on the system again. Because look at what's come out recently: Zelda and uh, play that now, and, yeah, Mario. And whereas they start out with Wii Bowling, and and everyone was like, "Look, there are, there are people in retirement homes playing Wii Bowling." I'm like, "Yeah, that's so that uh, <laughs> that's so that the grandkids can come over and uh, see play the Zelda. grandma has." Yeah, Chuck- so they can play Zelda on Grandma's Wii. Chucking Wiimotes at television sets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, too. Yeah. Well, this leads us to entering the Sunbow era. We start with Dungeons & Dragons, and this is this is one of these other times when I broke some people's brains. It's uh, with Mazes and Monsters. I love that fake. I love that cover, that that horrible lying cover of that box Where it artist. looks... It looks like a recent Tom Hanks movie, and it's just not. Yeah. It's Bosom Buddies, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. No, no. <laughs> That's still uh, one of my fa- favorite Steven Spielberg quotes, because it just shows he's senile now, sadly. What? What quote, I mean? S- Steven Spielberg, on record, said repeatedly that Shia LaBeouf is the next Tom Hanks. And that's why Shia LaBeouf gets work. The funny thing about the the Dungeons and Dragons episode, we conceded this, is that it's technically not a well, it absolutely is not a Sunbow cartoon, but we kind of slid it in there because uh, we didn't want to do um, Inhumanoids. Yeah, not to mention the you got a thief panty shot there. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I didn't notice that until like I don't know maybe a couple hours before the episode. I was watching the first the first episode of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, ooh. Somebody snuck one in there, and the network didn't say anything. Yeah, Toei at its finest. And this is this is around the time that some tragedy hit close to home, where uh, where Mr. Peppermint, the beloved children's entertainer, died, and 
I decided, I said to Neil, hey, Neil, we need to do a special on local television and children's entertainment. And Neil's like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. And then the episode they ended up being like 75% bozo. Oops. No, that's, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Well, I, I picked out some clips and I stuck them in. And I, I think they're very funny. So, No, local television was great. I mean, it sounds like Chicago had a lot of great stuff going on with that. It's uh... Oh, my God, yeah. So, uh, Ronnie, I bet that episode drew, drew you nuts, right? Wait, which one was that? The you talked about the local television local... and the children's entertainment. I'm not sure if I actually listened to that one. Oh, it's okay. a, it's 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 made with love. I'll have to go back. Yeah, well, that leads us to the next one: Spider Man and his amazing friends. Yuck! 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 yuck. <laughs> <laughs> which was also kind of. Uh, Tacked on to the Marvel Sunbow Age, but only kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's a Marvel <laughs> production, not a Sunbow production. There was no Sunbow yet. Yeah, But you saw the seeds of what was going to happen in that episode because uh, you had a couple Toei episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had three Toei episodes in that whole series, including the Flying Wolverine. That's what I was going to say. So which one had the Flying Wolverine in it? <laughs> That was that was uh, that was a Firestar is born. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that uh, episode was special, very special, special, so special. And then to, we we I'm did. To remember the um uh there was okay I know it wasn't the Spider Man and Rage Friends ones but there was uh which well I think it was the Fantastic Four and it had the um. What was it Mr. Fantastic uh, psyching Magneto out with the wooden gun? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, were like, you able to beat me? How were... And he's like, well, the gun was wood. And, and he's telling him that. And I'm like, wait, so shouldn't you now get pissed off, take and, off your metal handcuffs, and rip everybody apart? Yeah. But, no, he was already defeated. It's sort of like how Thanos was in handcuffs after the hostess cakes defeated him. I'll give points for anyone who gets that reference. Nobody? Okay, the hostess made a deal with Marvel in the 70s to make some comics about how delicious their hostess cakes were. Oh. What? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man defeats Thanos, which, by the way, should never happen. And Squirrel Girl? Come on. Yeah. And uh, Thanos is led away by cops in handcuffs while Spider-Man's enjoying a lovely, delicious hostess cake. <laughs> or something like that. I, I, I don't know. It's it, it, it's and stupid. This was referenced in a, in a Dexter's Laboratory cartoon. Yes, it was. Well, thank me. Thank Justice Fruit Pies. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that show. And, uh, and then we Why get... have we not done Dexter? Because we were trying to we were trying to get Gendy or Craig on the show, and uh, then we did GI Joe, which is a great episode. Oh, pork chop sandwiches, pork chop sandwiches, and that episode was just great because because you know what I got to watch that movie intro like six times before the episode aired. Oh man, that that intro is. I know you were just rocking out to that too. Oh yeah. man, like Cobra. <laughs> yeah, please. Yes, please. I'd love to see more of this. The animation was beautiful. Yeah, we all would want to see more of that, and then we got Operation Dragonfire. 
I think they're ugh, they're coming out with that second GI live action GI Joe movie. Oh, you won't believe who who's playing the original GI Joe. Was it? Um, oh, wait, you're not talking about Bruce Willis. Are Bruce you? Willis is playing the original GI Joe. I saw that at the end, and I was like, you must be joking. Bruce Willis? Is ah. like the original G.I. Joe. I don't know. I, I could, I'd, you know I'd what? You it. know what? That I'd... and The Rock is Roblox almost had me convinced. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and by the way, no way in. No way mm. in. Good. Yeah, that's, that's a plus, too. But, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, whoa. Smell what Roblox is cooking. <laughs> Well, the fact that they have Bruce Willis as the original G.I. Joe, that's almost inspired. Oh, and don't forget uh, Snake Eyes. He doesn't have the lips on his face anymore. Yeah, he's no, it's no longer morphing time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, G.I. Joe, that episode is one of my favorites. Yeah. And speaking of favorites, the interview I didn't know, I didn't even think I was able to, would be able to land. The interview. It's oh yeah, Marv Wolfman interview. Oh my god, Marv Wolfman is a legend in any industry. He's a legend in the comics industry. He's a legend in the animation industry. He's Marv Wolfman. Mm. Ronnie says so. Un- <laughs> unimpressed. No, no, I I missed that one too. I I gotta see that. Well, you do know who Marv Wolfman is, right? Vaguely, but not not completely. Right, he's the man who... Titans. Mm. He okay. wrote the comic. The comic. The yeah. guy who they, the guy who, in Ben's opinion, they should have consulted for Teen Titans and not do the anime thing, right? Wow. Well, Marvelman also was famous because he wrote Crisis of the Infinite Earths. Oh yeah, and he revived Optimus Prime. Yes. Performed necromancy. Well, the thing is this. We we had the guy who killed Optimus Prime and the guy who resurrected Optimus Prime. So we're your one-stop Autobot shop. <laughs> and this is around the time where we started doing the commentaries, where we re- released the you know Thundercats legacy commentary track. Yeah. And uh, Ronnie, have you tried listening to our commentaries? Um. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I saw that one. Uh, the one dealing with uh, you looking... Yeah, I could actually watch. Uh, listen to more of these. You guys bring those up. Like, uh, the Thundercats one, you just sat there watching the... What was the episode with the... Uh, with the Book of Omens? Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, waiting for Ben to, like, crack uh, crack this show a new one, but he was you were pretty subtle about it, so... Well, they had a really sexy female cat in that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. That wasn't Riffraff's girlfriend. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a joke. Well, she, did, she didn't have leg warmers. Well, what, the joke is uh, JT from Saskatoon. You know, Neil was saying, you know, oh, Riffraff's girl, girlfriend was a total furry, and Neil's gonna say bait, and JT <laughs> jumped in and says hottie, <laughs> and Neil's like no, <laughs> and and yeah, that that. We have other commentaries coming. Neil, when is that probably the X-Men commentary coming out? Um, well, I keep kidding. <laughs> I want to hear I'm, that. I'm, I'm editing like two episodes a week now, so it's like it's still sitting on like the, the back burner. And the problem with it is is that there's a sync problem because it kind of, well, it drifts badly. Like within about 30 seconds, it's already like, like way off. 
So hmm. I got to retime it. I don't remember how I did it the first time. Damn it. Well, we still want to do more commentaries. That's definitely something we want to add to the format. But uh, How about that Infinity Gauntlet? But we this is when we jumped back and grabbed the the extra material from the Apocrypha episode. Yeah. And this is where you actually get to hear me break JT's mind with the Darth Maul bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of outtakes that are just sitting waiting to be edited down because uh a lot of them are kind of boring, but then you'll have like ten ten minutes of, of just awesomeness and it's just finding those little bits that it yeah. takes forever, but once I get a show ready then it's it's gold. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was unique because it was actually just one episode. It was like all the stuff that didn't make the episode. It was two hours, and it was glorious. Like I said, I just loved that that whole JT. Like, wait, so excuse me, can you repeat that? I thought you said Darth Maul. I I I thought you said Uncle Owen. I'm like, yeah, Uncle Owen. He's like, bullshit. So one of the (laughs) burnt corpses from Episode Four. Killed a Super Saiyan Jedi. Yeah. Sith, actually. But this ties into our next episode, Transformers. Yeah. I've been like drooling for months to do that. And I think it came out great. And you could tell I had like a lot of the uh, the sound drops ready in advance. <laughs> and uh, that really is one of our best episodes. Just listen to it. Actually, just... Listen to all the episodes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after that, we did Movie Tunes, which was sort of like a thrown-together last-minute episode. We had JT on, and I think that came out really good for an unplanned episode. Yeah. What I loved was me breaking JT's mind again when I said to JT, Hey, do you know about Street Fighter the movie, the game? I can't believe he didn't uh. know about that. that that's, like inf- that's infamous. I have it on the Saturn. I cannot imagine what the PlayStation version is like. Well, it wasn't all bad because after that we did a great episode of Neil's Top Ten. Oh, yeah. And that, that was, was actually the... Go ahead. That was really classic, yeah. I I could definitely see that as Neil's favorites. Didn't we have a, the extra at the end when, when I showed the girls uh, uh, the update of of the touch? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was wonderful, and I love Kitty Hawk saying, "You know, Stephanie says, why would someone do redo the touch in the st- in the style of Lincoln Park?" And Kitty Hawk says, "Because you suck." <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> touch. Just leave it alone. Don't mess with it. Exactly. But that that episode was a redo because that that's one where my recorder ate it. Yeah, we have we have episodes that are truly truly lost. Truly, yeah. truly outrageous. We Dang. stopped the episode, and I looked at the recorder, and I saw zero, 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 zero. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and this is around the time where uh, where we decided to team up with Blanchard on Tooncast Beyond. Yeah. And we started with, you know, we, we started with all those movies. These are fairly recent episodes, too, so I don't... Yeah. I, I think we'll just say we started doing those movies. And you can... And so, uh, what do you think of the team up with Tooncast Beyond, Ronnie? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a nice, that's a nice mix. I, uh, I like hearing the various uh, opinions that are said about whatever subject, and you know, you guys are pretty fair on uh, any, you know, opposite view, and yeah, they're pretty good so far. 
Yeah, it, I, I just think that his review criteria is so vastly different than mine or Neil's or anyone else I ever know that it's just really weird. You got to love it, though. You got to love that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mind it. it you know, he likes, some, he likes something I don't like, you know. Oh, well. You, yeah, he definitely reminds me of a friend of mine uh, that I know. He's definitely like that. He's like, oh, no. Well, what I love is we did the TMNT side by side, which is a huge episode. I'm, we're we're still going to do a, a Turtles Forever commentary track as soon as we are certain we can get a good sync on that. Please do. Yeah. Oh Please. yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Our Turtles not like yours. He's he's dangerous. He's evil. <laughs> he's competent. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That movie. That movie's oh, great. Awesome. I just loved that. It's, they they didn't shy away from the fact that the old series is, yeah. Silly. They kept giving Mikey noogies every chance they could get. <laughs> Rick Hart does a noogie! <laughs> <laughs> and then you could tell that it was slowly getting to him after a while. It's like, okay, I can't take it anymore. You guys, can't you take anything seriously anymore? And that leads us back to our last episode, The Muppets. Well, what? Green Lantern too, but uh, that goes into the DC animated movies. Where, oh, okay. But like I said, I th- I think we've had a pretty good run so far. It's uh, Ronnie. Got any questions for us about uh, you know any specific episodes or anything that was went missing or anything like that? Went missing? No, no, okay. no. Would you wait? Would you be willing to try more um, non-conventional animation reviews? Thoughts? Well, non-conventional in what way? Well, I mean, uh, the, the first thing people would say would be anime, but... Uh, just we're, we're, an, we're, going, anime. we're going back to anime really soon. It's right. back to... Oh, really? I was planning on doing an episode on the next year, doing an episode about uh, Shonen Jump Through the Ages. I was thinking of doing that as a multi-part. Oh, wow. That's, that's going to be something else. I was actually thinking of Kitty Hawk for that one. Kitty Hawk oh, and JT. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and... Uh... Slayers is definitely on the list. Yeah, Slayers is on the list. It's uh, in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I say, putting anime aside, well, there's stuff that doesn't quite fit in any categories, but still it's worth mentioning. Stuff like uh, Secret of the Kells, for example. Okay. Have you heard of it? Uh, I think you stumped me. I think I might have heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Well,. It's about an old Welsh myth, and the whole the whole animated movie is rendered in the way of a uh, old uh, medieval manuscript. So it's all a bit skewed in the perspective wide, but this art style is beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. It's a Belgium film. Mm. It lost a lot of money, actually. Sadly, it did. It cost eight million, and it brought back seven hundred and forty thousand. Yeah, well, that's that. I think that wasn't the point with that movie. And, well, stuff like Kiriku and the Sorceress, an uh, animation of an a- African uh, myth. Heard actually, it? actually, one of the things I wanted to do was the, uh, was the Russian version of the Jungle Book. What? What? Animated version? Yeah, there's a Russian animated version of the oh, Jungle Book. Yeah. And I was also thinking of doing a side-by-side of the Jungle Book, side-by-side uh, Disney versus... Uh, Versus what? <laughs> Chuck Jones. Whoa. Th- how do you feel about that one, Neil? You, Neil, how do you feel about that one? Wow. I, I'm speechless. How, 
You, oh. you, you you in for that one, guy? Or sure. Okay, because uh, little known fact is Chuck Jones actually he actually animated a lot of Kipling's works. He uh, he did Kotek the uh, White Seal, which is a great animated piece, and uh, and one of my favorites, Ricky Ticky Tavi. Uh, <laughs> animated, yeah, animated by Chuck Jones and narrated by. Oh, you, you know this one, Neil? Animate. Uh, I brain farted. Narrated I, by. Oh, narrated. Uh, Ricky, Ricky I brought Tavi. you here for a purpose. Uh, oh, that's right. It's Orson Welles. Wow. Welles did that. Orson yep. Welles narrated Ricky. I, I didn't Tavi. know about that. You've never seen yeah. Ricky Tavi, Isaku? Well, I knew the rhyme. I, I read most of uh, Kipling's uh, works. They didn't know that Chuck Jones had animated it. And oh, yeah, he animated the, the whole Jungle Book. Uh, that's something most people don't know was Ricky Tiki Tavi and Kotek is, you know, it's all in there, yeah? Mm. It's uh, it's it's really interesting because because Russian, there's actually a Russian animated version of the Jungle Book, which is really, really interesting. Really? Yeah. I, was, I was like, well, that doesn't sound very good, but... Oh. Well, I mean... Come think of it, there are a lot of uh, obscure um, R- Russian animated uh, films that uh, they go about things in a whole different way that uh, kind of make, makes them fresh, doesn't it? There's a screenshot from it, just so you can see. Hmm. Yeah, there's some Russian cartoon that Stephanie keeps trying to bring up and it keeps hitting the, the cutting room floor. It never actually made an episode, but it's some weird wolf cartoon. It's I, I completely forget what it's about, but it kind of reminds me of the uh, the weird Tom and Jerry's, <laughs> the, the Czechoslovakian ones. Yeah, yeah. Cat whiskey. Oh, you're gonna like hammer on that. That's the only argument you have. <laughs> <laughs> the whole space one is an argument. Mm. That whole have... space one was just bad. No appreciation for the weird. Uh, speaking of weird, you know some of the cartoons that I'd like to get to touch upon are like the old uh, Jay Ward cartoons, and the King Leonardo cartoons, and uh, like Roger Ramjet. Because <laughs> those are those are like very bare minimum animation cartoons. But <laughs> what about God Clutch damn it, Cargo? I love them anyway. Oh, I think we can skip Clutch Cargo. <laughs> but like, Roger Ramjet is almost like a radio play, and they just have animation as a courtesy, and the animation is, you know, barely moving. Sort of like, sort of like the uh, Marvel cartoons from the sixties. Oh, like those were great. <laughs> the, the, Captain uh, America loses mighty shield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, that's one of my favorites, and really, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's a, any recommendations for future guests, Ronnie? Anyone you think you want to see on a, the show with us? Oh. I want you guys mentioned before, but I would love to hear uh, Ego Raptor talk with you guys. Uh, he said yes, but then he sort of like uh, dropped off the face of the earth. Oh no! Well, uh, he recently put up a video on Newgrounds. Uh, I know, but he's recently he, he recently got a job as a beta tester doing something. So, oh uh, well, uh, that's one thing I would say. Uh, if you guys uh, feel up to it is, uh, checking out, uh, flash animation, uh, more looking more into it. Cause, uh, I know, uh, recently, uh, there's this series still on uh, new grounds that I've really been, uh, following. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called bunny kill. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it, but, um, 
this guy uh do you uh do you guys know anything about uh the madness series that goes on on Newgrounds? uh no no well uh anyway this guy uh he does his style based off of crinkle's uh madness series and it kind of deals with uh you know just doing animation of this one obscure or whatever character just killing a bunch of various things and so uh yeah that's what bunny kill is it just the you just watch this little bunny with a samurai sword just cutting all the other bunnies to bits. It's pretty good. You you definitely check it out because the way the guy follows the the animation through the whole uh you know, what the series that he goes through, it's really solid. It's really nice to watch and you know Well one guy I really want to get on is Fred Perry because he animated those gold diggers specials. Mm, yeah. have you emailed him? Neil, have we emailed him yet? I I think I may have. I'll have to check my uh, my email uh, sent list. Okay. I, I kind of start losing track after a while. Because, you know, if you've seen the animated Gold Digger specials he's done, wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so which of, the, which of the diggers do you like? Neil? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm kind of drawing a blank here. Um, I don't really... <laughs> I don't really read Gold Digger, but I just kind of like look at the picture. So oh. uh, I don't really know. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, Isaku. Um, I pretty much in the same uh, place as Neil. I mean, I learned of Gold Digger by Pablo, and I <laughs> saw his an- animation work, and it's amazing. And the the thing with Gold Diggers, he has too many characters. Uh, I I'm completely drawn a blank. I started reading and I kind of know where the story. That happens. That happens. It's a, but yeah, it's a. Any other guests you want to see on the show, Ronnie? Um, well, I guess uh, you guys already said it, but I mean, Harry Potter's coming back on here. That'd be pretty good yeah we're actually intending on doing a commentary episode with him of the american rabbit that'll that'll be something to uh, listen to yeah (laughs) but uh yeah the adventures of the american rabbit uh we're definitely gonna do a commentary check on that and wow it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be a very good episode because that movie's terrible hmm that movie's horrible. That movie is... But it's, an, it's animated by Toei. How could it be terrible? Because he's because he's a rabbit that transforms into a star-spangled rabbit if he runs and gets roller skates, but he can fly. And I think that's all I need to say. Oh. Yeah, it's... Yeah. 1986 was the year that a lot of a lot of companies like commissioned Toei to put, put uh, movies out in theaters and I don't think any of them did any money, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons that Toei kind of withdrew from the overseas animation uh, business because they don't. I I remember reading that they don't really like working uh, outside to America anymore. Yeah, they they only do Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about Dragon Ball. Well, we're talking about we're talking about the Adventures of the American Rabbit. Yeah. What? It's one of the worst animated movies ever. The Adventures of the American Rabbit. I haven't even seen. Never these. heard of it. It is so special in it's the wrong special. way. 
it's well, short. I mean, special. is it worth well, at least even more special a than the new um, Speed Racer series? What even the, more special than that? There's a new space. What really? Okay. What, what I love is it's just okay. So we're definitely going to have Harry to do that commentary, but. So, what other guests? What other what other personalities would go great on our show? Well, um, focusing on the possible categories is uh, flash animators, uh, people with an animation background. Maybe bring more people from the uh, uh, voice acting. And oh yeah, show on that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because uh, they're perfect for a podcast. That's true. That's true. They, they they would be great on the show. Uh, wouldn't mind hearing Steve Blum. <laughs> Guy cracks me up. That would be great. We should definitely get some more voice actors on the show, Neil. Carl was great. Loved him. But uh, we need to have. Uh, so you know, there there's also so many other things we can do with the show. We are de- we definitely have enough episodes scheduled and ideas planned for many more months to come, if not another year. So. Is the um, schedule on the website up to date? Neil, we need to update uh, the schedule. Yeah, we do. Cause I oh. update it like maybe once a month. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, we, sh- we should get better at that. In fact, there's a website redesign in the works. Yeah. Mm. Keep on pushing it off to do other stuff. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely know. Yeah, th- there's so many different cartoons out there. I mean... You know, we want to do we want to do so many different episodes. It, if not, we could just keep on doing sexy girls episodes, right, guys? Oh, dude, that, there's nothing you can't fail with that. You just can't. Yeah, and yeah, we definitely want to. We're we're I'm, I want to sort of combine Bleach into the Shonen Jump series and do it like a mini series, two to three part episode. I think that will work great because we go through Shonen Jump through the ages and talk about you know when they were at their peak, when they start falling and when they suck do you mean the animated adaptations or the the anime adaptations oh you know the rise dragon ball z when it was good Roni kenshin when it sucked naruto <laughs> naruto i know uh one of the shonen jump series that i love to death is one piece Everything did you see else... did you see cross cross epoch yet no I don't think so. Okay, Cross Epoch is awesome. Cross Epoch is a crossover of One Piece and Dragon Ball. Really? Yes. I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> it's called Cross Epoch? Yeah. I hear they were going to make a, um, a manga. They actually animated it? I saw animation of it. I don't know how much of it is done, but I've seen animation of it. Cross Epoch. Oh. Wow. Neil, you know about Cross Epoch, right? This is the first I've heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we have many specials up ahead, like environmentalism in cartoons. That's good. Captain That's good. Planet. Widget the World Watcher. Oh, damn. I, I uh, Yogi's Gang. I've forgotten about that. What? Yogi's Gang. Oh, God, yeah. We're on a trip on a wacky ship. It's yeah, Yogi's Ark. There were two. There were two Yogi Bear cartoons where they're flying around in an ark, and one of them is an environmentalist cartoon. It's a lot of litter. Okie doke, we'll fix her smoke. Uh, 
It's the prankster and the greedy genie. Oh god, that that cartoon is horrible. And it's during that era where where Hanna Barbera was going downhill. Yeah, they were doing anthology shows. Where it was even an anthology of old episodes. It was basically it took all the characters from all these old shows and put them together in one place, like Laugh Olympics and Yogi's Gang and yeah. Quest uh, treasure hunter treasure quest Yogi's map treasure hunt something that, like that was a movie. Uh, oh. No, Yogi's Treasure Hunt. I think that was the other the other series that had the arc. Oh God! And that was better. That was better, but it was still kind of. It was Yogi on a flying boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it had Dawes Butler. Yogi Yogi jumped the jumped the arc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boo. <laughs> but it's been a it's been a wacky and fun ride this podcast. It's it's definitely it's definitely. One of the best memories I've had. It's I definitely want to keep doing this. This really is what I want to do every week. Mm. Animation aficionados. Ben the host. TV's Mr. Neil. How could we go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely keep listening to that. Because you guys just... I don't know. Whatever you have going, don't stop. It's, It's just great. You know, one of the most startling things we learned was from Pablo Prino. Yeah, the Santo thing, right? No, not the Santo thing. Which no, you know, no, what? it was no. What we learned was the, was the uh, Top Cat was huge in Latin America. Oh, oh yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. That. yeah. We didn't know that until we talked to him, and then I talked to you about it. And you're like, oh yeah, because the dub was inspired, is what you said to me. Well, wait, wait a second there. The dubbing of the original series was really, really great. It was inspired. They made the characters come alive. Uh, and then, and then um, flash forward two decades, they made a uh, crappy animated uh, um, movie. That, uh, so, so it's sort of like what happened with the Jetsons. They made a Jetson movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it wasn't that bad. It was animated by Glenn Kennedy, and it had Tiffany voicing Judy Jetson. Do I need to and say it, more? And I believe it was the last thing that Mel Blanc ever did. Do I really need to say more than that? I mean, it's you know, animated by Glenn Kennedy and Tiffany, the 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 '80s pop singer Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Tiffany voicing Judy Jetson, and she was terrible. And. The original voice of Judy Jetson did record all of her lines, and they just dubbed her over with Tiffany. Oh, that's that's disrespectful. Uh, that's an yeah. insult. And yeah, it's I I tried watching it because it's free on Amazon Instant Video, mm-hmm. and I couldn't I couldn't I I stopped and I I said to Neil, wait, Tiffany as a the singer Tiffany, and Neil's like, yep. Yeah. I'm like, wait, did. Kennedy do this? And Neil's like, I don't know. And I checked the name of the animators and said, Glenn Kennedy, head animator. I'm like, oh. And Neil, what? there's a lot of squish and stretch in this. Okay. A lot it's more been than a, you remember. It's, a, it's been a while since I've seen it. But you know what? I think there are actually a lot of feature-length Jetsons uh, cartoons. It's just that that's the one that made it to uh, theaters. Well, and, you know, I'd rather watch the Flintstones meets the Jetsons. Yeah, that one's okay. But uh, yeah, there are some really bad ones. Yabba dabba, friend? That's <laughs> 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 good. Okay, yeah, there were some bad points. The Jetstones? Yes, yes. Hmm. The magic car that goes to the past at the end? 
Yeah, I know. The car wants to go back home just as much as the Flintstones do. Uh. And that's where you throw the tomato at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's... uh... So we definitely have more material because as long as they make crappy cartoons and good cartoons, we love them both. Oh, you know what else I want to do? Uh, just just cover those weird, uh, uh, not I don't. Anthology isn't the right word, but the the Looney Tunes cartoon movies from the from the eighties. Quackbusters. Yeah, Quackbusters and a thousand and one rabbit tales. Uh, oh, you know what I want to do? What I want to do an episode where we. Uh, where we do side by side, the first ten years of The Simpsons against the last ten years of The Simpsons. Oh, that's, that's going to take a lot of research. What? That's going to take a lot of research because I don't remember what's from what anymore. Well, what I love is you know it, it's so much. It's so funny how much Seth MacFarlane copied uh, Matt Groening. Yeah. Because at the beginning of The Simpsons, they were pushing Bart as the main character, right? Yeah. Really. Oh yeah, I watched the first watched the first three seasons and Bart was the main character. I mean, yeah, that, that first year that they were on the air, all the Bart uh merchandise that came out was ridiculous. I mean you had Bart T shirts. Remember Bartman? Bartman wasn't even in the cartoon really and Bartman was just a, a music video they aired after an episode. But I'm talking I'm not talking about the song, I'm talking about the uh the actual character. Oh yeah. Just, it was just it was just Bart in the cowl. And that was never actually in in any episode. I it was think. one one episode where he went to a comic convention. And he tried to get a discount yeah. by saying I'm Bartman, and they say never <laughs> you have to pay full price. Remember? Yeah, but that that was a big T-shirt, and uh, there were the video games, and it, it was just like all Bart, 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 Bart. And then at some point, Homer took over. Well, they figured out that Homer was a lovable character. Yeah, you saw how like he kind of dumb, not dumb. Well, yeah, he dumbed down from that first episode he's so serious and so hello well the the thing to remember is when homer started homer was bart's antagonist yeah that's true was it that yeah it it, you know what the the change point was was the episode where homer ate the sushi that's when they that's going to die and that's when they realized that homer was the star and what happened was with seth MacFarlane. seth MacFarlane decided okay i'm gonna make peter griffin the star and then nobody liked Peter Griffin because he's he's, he's he a, has no redeemable uh, characteristics. He's yeah, just, he's an evil man child. And yeah, and they decide, okay, we're going to make it about Stewie and Brian now, because before it was Brian was Peter's buddy, and then all of a sudden that stopped, and Brian was Stewie's buddy slash bitch. <laughs> yeah, Stewie definitely changed from the first season and on. Like, was he always he was demented? He was evil. Now he's flamboyant and gay. Yeah, like yeah, but it's okay to be gay. Yeah, I guess for Stewie. <laughs> well, I was making a joke, but uh, no, like I said, it's the same thing because the reason why Seth picked Peter to be the main character because he thought if he he bypassed those years of trial and error that Seth that that Matt Groening did. Uh, figuring out Homer was the main character, he would jump at success much sooner by making Peter the main character. And then when he, when you know, Peter's a lovable idiot. He's a noble idiot. Yeah. No, yeah. Homer is. Homer is. Homer is a lovable. Uh, I was like, okay, it's like wow. Homer <laughs> is a lovable idiot, a noble idiot, because Homer might not be the smartest guy, but Homer would do anything for his family. Yeah, hmm. he's a mean spirited. Peter Griffin is a child 
childish, selfish man baby who only cares about what makes him happy and would do terrible things to his family, his friends, everybody around him just to get what he wants. Yeah. Mm. And that's what didn't work because Peter Griffin is a man baby and we don't like man babies. Um, but don't you think that's probably the author projection? Pro projecting himself into the into Peter? I mean, that's Seth MacFarlane talking out of Peter's mouth? No, Seth MacFarlane talks out of Brian Griffin's mouth. Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm. But um, I like, uh, well, you know, I found it interesting, like, Peter Griffin wasn't the star of that show, but, like, you notice how, like, what, Cleveland now has his own TV show, and he, you know, in That general, show's terrible. Well, I like it. I think it's funny. I, I It kind of fits for me. It. I kind of watched that more than uh, Family Guy or American Dad. Just... American da Dad is Drek at its best. <laughs> it's what? American Dad's terrible. They did an episode where the father wants to help his son lose his virginity by doing it for him. Okay. I didn't watch too many episodes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, you think I'm kidding, but no, this this was a real episode. It I, I, it uh, it was it was terrible. It was almost as bad as the one where. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you think that's bad? <laughs> almost as bad as the family guy back to the pilot oh my god i showed neil the first five minutes of that remember neil yeah and then i saw the rest of it and it was you actually i think you wrote a post about it on the site and the rest of it was like so much worse than you could have possibly imagined <laughs> because apparently it's about them trying to make 9-11 happen yeah and then the end they, they high five they high five and go yeah we made 9-11 happen what uh yep Damn I'm, trying to I'm trying to remember this episode. I think I think I might have seen it, but oh. well, the first part of it is the commentary track of, uh, and basically it's the same stuff that Seth said in the commentary tracks. Yeah, yeah. I I actually have a few of the Family Guy DVD sets, and um, yeah, he does not like his old episodes at all. The good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. And oh, the worst part was he took a he took a he took a very mean-spirited jab at the original voice of Meg. Oh, really? What happened yeah. to the voice of Meg? She quit because she didn't want to play a butt monkey. Oh. Yeah. And, and then Seth MacFarlane did? Seth MacFarlane basically, well, basically, Back to the Pilot is an episode where Stewie and Brian travel back in time to watch the pilot of Family Guy. And they're watching outside of the kitchen window and they Meg talks. It's the original Meg voice, and uh, and uh, Brian says, "Well, wow, Meg sounds really different." And uh, Stewie says, "Yeah, it sounds like she's about to walk away from a huge opportunity." <laughs> oh, really? Right. Yeah. Although at that point it wasn't a huge opportunity because Family Guy was kind of floundering in the ratings. It got but canceled. Most, yeah, but to be fair, mostly it's because uh, because Fox kept moving it around. Time it moved it to like. Almost like every day of the week, and nobody could find it. What show wasn't canceled on Fox? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fox Point. has a Fox has a long habit of sabotaging its own shows. Well, let's be let's be totally honest. It wasn't like Futurama. Futurama actually was good. Yeah, yeah. Futurama came back and it was gr glorious. I mean, I love Bender's Big Score. It's one of the best movies ever. Uh huh. I just Did like how they linked all those movies together. Yeah, and then my my favorite one is the the last movie. Uh, what was the last movie again? Uh, 
the Into the Wild Green Yonder. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, well, all, 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 all of them are great. And right now, Futurama is weird. Or it weird. is kind of weird. But yeah. I, I love the first episode where, right after they came back. Yo, that was... That, <laughs> was it the one where... Uh, where uh, it turns out that Fry's a robot and Leela's a robot. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Reincarnation, yeah. That, that was weird, no, but I like No, that's uh, Rebirth. Rebirth is the first of uh, the new season. Reincarnation is... Uh, the one when they spoofed uh, anime and other stuff. I never saw that one. That's, uh, I think it's the last episode of this season. Really? Oh, I might have yeah. to But what I do remember is, uh, oh my god, I, you know, we, we maybe we should do a, a, side, a side-by-side of Simpsons versus Futurama. Hey, yeah. But, you know, I like the, I like the, the, the idea of doing Simpsons side-by-side splitting, you know, the years in half. Something about that speaks to me, saying, "Yeah, let's see, let's see what really happens when we stack the first half against the second half." All I remember is the first half. I I barely watch The Simpsons as it is. Yeah, yeah. You remember the music video "Deep Deep Trouble"? No, 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 no. It was like season two of The Simpsons. They decided to do music videos. Like the first music video was the Bart Man. Mm. Oh. Second music video was uh, was Deep Deep Trouble about Bart getting his head shaved. You're talking about um, 92, something like that? Yeah, yeah. The, what happened was, I actually remember which episode Deep Deep Trouble aired after. It was the one where Sandy's little helper was gonna was in obedience school. And then after that, for the first time ever, they aired Deep Deep Trouble. I actually remember that. Oh. Hmm. The Simpsons every season um, really stuck with me. There, I love I love the Simpsons when they first aired. But after a while, I don't know. How I mean, it, it's still going, right? So yeah. It's much well, the I oldest. thought I thought they had one season left. It's like the oldest cartoon series in existence. Yeah, I think it almost has as many episodes as Detective Conan. Bring <laughs> 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 that up. Zing. TV show. Yeah, Detective Conan. Oh my God, how many episodes does that thing have, Neil? I don't know. It's it's kind of like how with the uh, you know this with the Shonen Jump TV shows, you know, full of all that filler, that good filler, mm, that good it's, filler. It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like Japan Scooby Doo. How it just won't fucking die. All right, gang, time to solve another mystery. <laughs> I like everybody what loves a good mystery, right? <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll give Scooby Doo some credit on the uh, what is it? The latest one was the Mysteries Inc. one, whatever it is. I like yeah. where they're going with that. It's much Mystery better. Than, it's much. It's we better. actually kept blood now. Yeah, it's much better than Scooby Doo gets a clue. That was terrible. Oh, oh yeah, that's the one where uh, that's the yeah, one where, the... where where Scooby has magical or science or magical formulas for Scooby snacks and transforms each time he eats one. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, oh my God. wow. Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what the funniest thing is? Someone on YouTube drew a picture of uh, the crap man holding Scoop, you know, holding Shaggy, you know, you know, duplicating duplicating that shot from uh, from the Scooby Doo movies <laughs> intro where the crap yeah. man is holding Scooby Doo gets a clue Shaggy. Yeah. And I said, well, everything I hate about this era of animation in one image. <laughs> he did not like my comment. 
Wow. Even though it was accurate. It's not my fault that that was everything that's wrong in animation in one image. I don't even know why they made a live-action version of Scooby-Doo. really don't. You know what? That movie does have a saving grace. It does. Yes. What's that? The villain. (laughs) Scrappy. Oh. You see, I didn't even see that, so. Oh, it's, no, Scrappy is the bad guy. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, well. How does that work? It works really well. It was a Scrappy all along. <laughs> yeah, that no, was. What happened was originally it was going to be the old man from the beginning of the movie was going to turn out to be the villain. But then somebody in the writer's room said, let's make it Scrappy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they they did a flashback where it's the Mystery Ink gang with Scrappy. And Scrappy was being just as obnoxious in the movie as he was in the cartoon. Only this time they decided to like, ditch him. Yeah. So they, they threw him out of the mystery machine, drove on, and never looked back. And and Scrappy comes back to uh, get revenge on Scooby. And that's that's the basic premise of the movie. Huh. We don't know until the end, when uh, he pops up from a robot thing, I think? Yeah, from Ron Atkinson's chest. Mr. Oh. Bean's chest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than it sounds, and I know that that sounds horrible from a movie that has Freddie Prince Jr. in it and Matt <laughs> Lillard in it. I mean, they're the dream team that was in Wing Commander the movie. Oh my god! Mm. Hey, I'm more offended by that movie than you are. I was a fan of the game series. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Roddy, Buffy. Yeah, you had you had Sarah Michelle Gellar in there, and yeah. So, so Ryan, you have any questions about the, any of the other geek background me and Neil have? Mm, no, but I, I, there's something I well, what I first thought when I uh, mentioned the idea of having a year in review episode would we it would be really great to hear uh, the animation shows uh, you're looking forward to in the next in the coming year. Oh, we, we actually already went through that. Oh, really? I think you were disconnected at that point. Yeah, that was probably it. Oh. So Avatar. We're going to do Avatar as soon as Neil sees it. Yeah. No, just... no. Uh, no, wait. I mean the uh, not an animation aficionado show. I mean the uh, upcoming animation shows uh, next year, like the sequel to Avatar. Yeah, I'm going to definitely see Legend of Korra. Yeah, that looks great. Because it has a girl that kicks ass and looks like she's having a good time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, number of Detective Conan episodes... 640 and count in <laughs> Simpsons. Um, well, that's that's gonna take me a sec. Is it gonna be over 9,000? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what 9,000? I gotta miss that that whole uh section of Dragon Ball Z with those voice actors. I really do. Yeah, Funimation should have kept that joke in. And yeah, that's all the same. I have the DVD sets, and it's not in there. Okay, as of season 23, there are 496 episodes of Simpsons. So, really? Japan wins. <laughs> Conan wins. How can he keep yeah, pumping it out? Shouldn't he, like, have nothing left? The cases to solve? I mean... Yeah, it's like, I actually pointed this out once, that uh, that for... The, the, the island of Japan is only so big, and... <laughs> And supposedly, because none of the characters age, this is all taking place like within a year. It's like they've solved more mysteries than there are days in the year. It's like they must be like doing two or three cases a day, nonstop. 
<laughs> so I was hoping that maybe it had been over by now, and he's got his whole, I guess, what was it? He His body was altered because of some kind of poison? Something yeah, like he yeah. Was, it was supposed to kill him, but it didn't, and, and now he's uh, a, a child. Boy. Now he's yeah. a child, and uh, there's another there's another character that's also a child that's like a girl and stuff. And I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. I don't think I've gotten to those episodes. So, uh, those... Yeah, he was a police detective. That uh, no, he wasn't a police detective. He was just a high schooler that was really good at solving cases. Yeah, he was. No, uh... that's uh, really. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Oh, it's been a while since I first watched the first episode. I thought he was a police. Just that he knows, uh, well, his girlfriend is related to the police somehow. His girlfriend is the daughter of the police inspector who he yeah, drugs but... and tries to sound like using his magic. Uh, uh, Bow tie. Yes. Magic. Yeah. It's not magic, it's technology. It's <laughs> and yeah, it's that's the story. And yeah, we're going to definitely talk about Detective Conan. And... The, the girlfriend's still sticking with him through all this. She still doesn't know him. Or is this like? I think they're trying to say she kind of knows, but I'm not going to mess with that. We're going to talk about it on the episode. So it's about time for us to wrap up. I think this is a good anniversary episode, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, I am your host, Ben. And he. (laughs) I could go a lot longer on those, but I I think Ben would cut me off at one point. Okay. Okay, Saku? And that's who you are? What? <laughs> Fired. You have to say, and this is... Oh, yeah. This is Isaku. And uh, this is Ronnie Harris. You can, uh, I guess, bump into me at, as Budokai at DeviantArt.com. All right, and we're saying goodnight. Goodbye. Goodnight. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary, but be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well, thanks, fellas, it sure was. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy, 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 happy anniversary. All right, knock it off. <laughs>